0: Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is September 12th, and our reading comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I wanna begin in verse 14. Paul says this, "'Now I'm coming to you for the third time,' He's talking about an in-person visit. And I will not be a burden to you. I don't want what you have. I want you. In other words, Paul says, man, I'm not coming to get something from you. I'm coming to offer something, to offer my life to you. He says, I want you. After all, children don't provide for their parents, rather parents provide for their children. I will gladly spend myself and all I have for you, even though it seems that the more I love you, the less you love me. So again, Paul is kind of in this battle with these Judaizers that are trying to uh, exert influence in the church, and he's you know, he's kind of trying to defend his apostleship, his leadership, his love, his credibility, so they'll continue to to embrace the gospel and to follow him as he's following Jesus. And one of the appeals that he's making now is listen, I'm not trying to get something from you like those people. I'm coming to give something to you. I'm like a a spiritual parent. I'm gonna spend myself. I'm gonna I'm gonna put myself out there to love and bless and to serve you. And it seems like The more I do that, the less you appreciate my service. Now watch what he says here. I love this. Verse 19. Perhaps you think we were saying these things just to defend ourselves. No, we tell you this as Christ's servant and with God as our witness. Everything we do, dear friends, is to strengthen you. For I'm afraid when I come, I won't like what I find and you won't like my response. I'm afraid that I'll find quarreling and jealousy and anger and selfishness, slander, gossip, arrogance, and disorderly conduct. Yes, I'm afraid that when I come, God will humble me in your presence, and I will be grieved because many of you have not given up your old sins. You've not repented of your impurity, sexual immorality, and eagerness for lustful pleasure. Now, let me put this whole section into context. These Judaizers... Are trying to use people in order to build their thing, to build what they're calling the church, to build their religious organization for their own benefit. So Paul says, listen, that's not what I'm trying to do. I don't want something from you. I've got something for you. I'm going to spend my life. I'm going to lay it all down to serve and to bless you. I don't want anything. I'm not going to take advantage of you at all. The difference is Paul's not trying to use people to build the organization. Paul is trying to build the people. Now, let me apply this to modern day American church. For churches that are similar to definition and trying to reach their community and trying to grow, here's the danger that we all face. Is that if we're not careful, the organization can begin to try to use people to build the church. But when you use people to build the organization, then only the people at the top of the organization or on the stage benefit much from the growth of that organization. What Paul is trying to say is, no, I'm flipping that thing upside down. This is the way Jesus did, and it's the way Paul did. Paul's not trying to use people to build the church. You know what Paul's doing? Paul's trying to use the church to build people. And when the church is used to benefit and bless people, then guess what? Now everybody is blessed. That's what Jesus did. When Jesus came, he wasn't trying to build some giant organization. He was trying to build people. And because he built people, because he built those 11 men so well, man, the church really, really grew. And I think that's the thing the modern American church has got to be careful about. If we're not careful, a pastor driven really by his own ego needs, by the stage, by the notoriety, by the attention that he gets because the church is so large, and what people assume about him and the condition of his soul and and his spiritual life and how close he is to Jesus, all of that, if we're not careful, all of that can cause a pastor or cause a church to slip into a ministry style or ministry philosophy that unintentionally is using people to build the church and those at the top, man, really benefit. What Paul is saying here, what Jesus modeled for us is that the church should be used to build people, not the other way around. And when we focus on building people, Everyone is blessed and the church continues to grow, but in a very natural, very healthy, very empowering, in a very flat way instead of a top-down, power-oriented way. And that's what Paul is trying to help them to see the difference between how he's related to them and what he's been building and how he's been pouring in compared to these other leaders who are trying to take advantage and are more oppressive and controlling. And it's really about them and their ego. And Paul's trying to help them to see the difference so they can discern who to follow. So I say all that just to say this as a church, what we want so desperately to do at definition. This is one of the reasons why we clarified our mission statement is we believe everything that we have, all that we are as a church should be leveraged to help you be with Jesus, become like Jesus, and do what Jesus did. And if we can focus our attention on building people just like Jesus did, then Jesus can take care of how large the organization grows and what we're able to accomplish here and around the world. Remember, build people and trust Jesus with his church. Man, let me pray for all of us. Father, this is such a, it's really kind of a sneaky thing. It's so easy when you, you really do want to, reach people for Christ, you really do want to grow the kingdom of God, you really do want to see the church grow, it's real easy to slip into a philosophy of ministry, where to a degree, usually without even realizing it, we can begin to take advantage of people for the sake of the organization because of the benefits the leaders or a handful of people receive. God help us to be so careful not to fall into that trap. Help us instead to see the value of every person. Help us to understand we've got to leverage all that we are, all who we are, the the resources, the people, the experience. We're leveraging the church to build people. And when we build people, everyone benefits. Everyone's blessed. And the church naturally grows at the rate and to the size that God intends. You're over, you're sovereign over all of that. So God, we trust you with that. So I just pray for our executive team. I pray for our trustees. I pray for all the leaders in our church. God, help us all to guard our hearts. We never want to use people to build the organization. We want to use the organization to build and to bless people. Help us to do it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's so good. I hope that encourages you today and have a great day. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.